Welcome back to Make You All Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. Still to come on hour number two of the program, we're going to talk about our favorite NFL playoff futures, and we will play a little trend or truth. But now, to help us preview Super Wild Card Weekend is none other than Frank Schwab of Yahoo Sports. Frank, thank you so much for joining us. We greatly appreciate it. Let's start with the Dallas Cowboys taking on the Green Bay Packers. And this line is continuing to move. Now the Cowboys in some spots are eight-point favorites. The total is also quasi skyrocketing up to 50 and a half. How much do you buy into this notion that Dallas just can't play well in the playoffs? And how much do you buy into the idea that Jordan Love is a completely different quarterback now than he was at the start of the season and they can make this a competitive game? Yeah, a lot has changed, obviously, with Jordan Love and the Packers. I remember midseason, especially at Raiders game, just being like, it's not happening. Like, this isn't the guy. And then by the end of the season, he goes 27 to 32 for 316, and they beat the Bears to make the playoffs. <laughs> so uh, he's he's quite good. And Aaron Jones makes a big difference for them. He's had three straight 100-yard games, obviously adds to their offense. But, you know, all season, this is nothing new. This is not groundbreaking. But the Dallas Cowboys at home are a great team. Dallas Cowboys on the road are a different team. I, I can't logically explain how bad mm-hmm. they are on the road compared to how good they are at home. But I think that's what's moving this line. I think everybody looks at this Cowboys team as, hey, when they're at home, they usually handle uh, mediocre teams. And I think the Packers are a mediocre team. I don't think they're better than that. And, you know, you look at some of their big wins they've had, you understand why people are taking more than a touchdown with the Cowboys. This is a really, really good team at home that they can turn your lights out. They And I don't buy the playoff thing. I, I don't – look, the pressure is on them, probably more than any other team, just because that market, the this, the – disappointments they've had all that but I I think that I understand the line move and I can't say it's unjustified I I think that the Cowboys are just a different team at home Uh, Frank three dome games three outside it looks like a couple of them uh, weather is going to be impacting these games and and you wrote about this over at Yahoo Uh, just how does this set up for you like first off as a better like we've been seeing these movements Sunday Monday we're sitting here on Tuesday morning are, are you willing to respond that quickly? I mean, they are just hammering the under in Pittsburgh Buffalo. We're sitting at 35 here this morning. And are, are there any teams in the playoffs that really stand out where you think, okay, their style of play could really be impacted by weather? Yeah, honestly, I mean, Buffalo is one of them. <laughs> so, uh, but I'm going to buy the dip. I'm going to take over 35. Not, not, not to you know say anything bad about our great meteorologists out there but we're five days out how do we know how do we know it's going to be that bad there and even if it is you look at like pittsburgh buffalo you know pittsburgh can move it on the ground they'll be able to i don't i don't view this as being a 10-7 game maybe it is and that's fine you know you you gotta you gotta gamble sometimes i guess but i think it's to to have this line move what is it about six seven points now it's open to 41 Mm -hmm. i think if i'm right 40 and a half and now it's all the way down to 35 yeah, it just it just seems too much to me based on a extended forecast. You could get there, and maybe it's I, – I know it's Buffalo in January. It's not going to be great weather. You're, you're not playing in Palm Springs or anything. So it's – if, if it's not 50-degree – or 50-mile-an-hour wins, uh, over 35 is going to look pretty good on game day. I'll tell you that. I, and, you know, you talk about, you know, teams who are impacted by the weather. I look at – both of the teams in Kansas City this play this weekend, Miami and Kansas City, aren't going to like cold weather. I don't really think Buffalo likes the cold weather much at all. It kind of reminds me of the Aaron Rodgers Packers, where they don't—they're not really 
it's weird. They're, they were in Green Bay, like Buffalo is in Buffalo, obviously. But they're not built to play in that weather. They're not built to be a cold weather team. So I don't love that for Buffalo if it's going to be terrible, terrible weather on Sunday. But, yeah, I, I usually I, I try to fade, you know, the, the bad weather overreactions. And I'll, I'll be doing it definitely in Buffalo. Man, as someone who worked in local news for a couple decades, I'm with you. We're supposed to get a few inches of snow here in D.C. on the weekend, and all we got was rain. They're always wrong. Let's look at uh, the Browns and the Texans. We got Flacco and C.J. Stroud. What do you like in this matchup? I just, you know, as much as I do love C.J. Stroud, and I believe he had the greatest rookie season we've ever seen out of a quarterback, the, you know, offensive rookie of the year is not a race as much as some people want to make it with Puka. Puka had an awesome year. CJ Stroud yeah. should win that award unanimously. He was that good. Like he, he is awesome. He's a great story. D'Amico's a grand slam hire of a coach that the Houston Texans had no business making. They got lucky that he happened to be like, yeah, I played there. I want to go back and you know rediscover the, my legacy there. And they couldn't have hired him had he been drafted by the New York giants. So they, the Houston Texans turned around their entire franchise this year with the quarterback, with the head coach, with a couple other great young players emerging. But I think it ends here because that Browns defense is just nasty. That's the one thing that I truly trust in this game. I don't know that Joe Flacco, this story, is just going to keep rolling on to a Super Bowl. I think we have a bad Joe Flacco game coming. I don't think this is it. I think this is the kind of team we, – we saw Cleveland really move the ball on them well, especially to Amari Cooper in Week 16. I think that – I don't know that they're going to be able to get over on them like that again, but I do believe the Cleveland's defense is going to carry the day here. That is a really, really good unit coached by Jim Schwartz. They've been good since week one when they blasted the Cincinnati Bengals. And I just think that it's nothing against C.J. Stroud. I'm not doing a whole rookie quarterback in his playoff debut. I just trust this Browns defense to be really, really good and win this game. Like, you know, one of those 17-13 type of games. Frank, if familiarity breeds contempt, then this should be a contemptuous matchup between the Rams and the Lions. Detroit uh, still a three-point favorite. Uh, But Sean McVay is going up against Jared Goff, and I am curious if that gives McVay some kind of an advantage here. Uh, It might. He he clearly got rid of him for a reason, and he he knows those weaknesses. But it's been a while, too. I I mean, I think Goff has has evolved. I think he is turned into a much better quarterback than anybody thought. You could never convince me. I've said this before. You could never, ever convince me that the Lions thought they were getting a viable quarterback in that trade. It was just, all right, fine, Jared will be a a bridge guy for a year, and then we'll figure it out. No, he's been good. He's been much better than they thought. I I believe that. But in this game, it's not not much about, you know, golf as much as it is. That that Lions defense is really, really suspect. If if Aiden Hutchinson doesn't get home, what do they do? And this is a – Rams team that A is really, really well coached. Sean McVay would be my coach of the year. Matthew Stafford's having a heck of a year and he's rested. Cooper Cup is going to be rested. Puka is having an unbelievable season, obviously. I just don't think the Lions secondary can handle this. I, I think that this is a real bad matchup for them. It's a real bad spot. The Lions crowd is going to be amped up, and I, I hate going against that because it's going to be a true, legitimate home field advantage there. But I just don't think this Lions secondary can do it. And then you add in the Sam Laporta injury. I do not believe he's going to play on mm-hmm. Sunday. When you hear outside shot, that means outside shot. Like, that means, hey, maybe we get a miracle. Even if he does play, he won't be 100%. That's kind of on Dan Campbell. We could argue about that, I guess. But I just think this is a really, really bad matchup for the Lions. I, I think that the Rams, the Rams are going to be able to pass the ball when they want to pass it. They've had a heck of a year. They're really, again, really, really well coached. I think McVay, I think this is McVay's best job. And that's saying something for a guy with a Super Bowl ring. He's 
had an mm-hmm. unbelievable year. And I, I think this is the Rams time. I, I think the Lions are really, really going to struggle in this game on defense. The uh, the Chiefs supporters coming in earlier in the week. We're seeing those three and a halfs turn to four. Uh, we mentioned weather earlier. Certainly it looks like it could be impactful in this one. How do you read this matchup? And, uh, you know, we keep coming back to this Mostert thing. Like, it's going to come down to that, yeah, right, with, right. Uh, with that Chiefs run defense. Yeah, it, it, it really makes a huge difference. I, you know, I mean, people, I think, glossed over it before the Bills game. I mean, the Bills are only minus three, and I'm like, you know what? It's Waddles out, uh, Mostert's out, and that was a huge, huge deal for them. Obviously, Xavier Howard, Bradley Chubb. But injuries have just killed the Dolphins, and this is one of those injury report games. I, I, we all, I think we all need to see the injury report, right? I think we're in agreement there. Mm-hmm. Mostert is a huge deal for their offense. We're seeing that. They're just not the same team without these guys. It stinks. I, it, this stinks so bad for the Dolphins because they were having this dream season, mm-hmm. uh, you know, all the way up until they were up 14 on the Tennessee Titans a few weeks ago, right? And you blow that game, and all of a sudden, doors open for the Buffalo Bills to win the division. They walk through it. You've had a million injuries. And you go from this really cool season you're having to, you're, you know, you're going to win division for the first time since 07, I believe, 08, actually, when Matt Castle year. All the way to, well, okay, go to Arrowhead the first week of the se- the postseason. Like, that stinks for the Dolphins, and I, I feel bad for them, but I don't know that they can pull off this upset unless they get some guys back and, and get really, truly healthy, and I don't know that that's going to happen. I also don't really trust the Chiefs leg more than a field goal. They just haven't been that team this year. So this is one of those – this is probably the hardest game on the board for me because I can make a case like probably against either team, not for both teams, but against both teams because the Dolphins' injuries have changed who they are as a team. And the Chiefs just – I, I keep waiting. I don't want to cross off Mahomes and Reed because you get into the playoffs and you got the best coach and the best quarterback in the game. Well, that makes a big difference. Mm-hmm. But the Chiefs are really hard to trust right now, especially over a field goal. This one, I'm not really sure what to do with either. There's two. There's a couple two-and-a-halves and three Eagles at Bucks. We've got Jalen Hurts and that mangled finger. What do you make of this matchup? Uh, this is, you know, I mean, I, I said this on our podcast Sunday night, and I'm going to stick to it, that not I don't need to see the injury report, although I do. I mean, if AJ's out, if, if Jalen, we'll see how he's affected. But I really want to see – press conferences, locker room interviews from Philly, because I just wonder, does this team want to play anymore? Did, are they just done with each other and just want to go home? And I say that dead serious. This seems like a team wh- whose locker room chemistry is as bad as, as it gets in the NFL. They just, when they roll over against the Giants, I mean, they just didn't care. They looked at like a team that was like, get us on a golf course because we don't want to play football with each other anymore. I mean, it, Something has gone really, really sour with the Eagles these last six games. And, you know, they lost five of six, and, and a lot of these games were blowouts. Like, the, this is legitimately, if you're just taking a six-game sample size, the Philadelphia Eagles have been one of the worst teams of football over the last six weeks. And six weeks is not insignificant either in an NFL season. So I just I, I just kind of want to see, the, is there any leadership there in Philly? Is it the sky's falling? Or, I mean, can they rebound out of this? I don't know that they can. I really don't. But you look on the Bucks side, and their offenses just hit a wall. I, the last two weeks, they got a couple garbage touchdowns against New Orleans. But other than that, they've basically gone, if you don't cut the fourth quarter there in week 17, they've got seven quarters without a touchdown. You can't score a touchdown against Carolina Panthers with the division on the line. That's a red flag there. So, I, I don't know. I'll probably talk myself into Eagles by Monday night. But I don't feel comfortable about it because they've been – <laughs> legitimately terrible yeah 
He's Frank Schwab of Yahoo Sports here on BetQL Daily. And I understand those sentiments completely when it comes to the Eagles. I mean, they kind of remind me of, say, the Bills last year, where it kind of felt like they were just giving up. And certainly other teams were sort of capitalizing off of that. So maybe that's sort of my comp. You know, at the same time, you look at futures, the Eagles are seven to one to win the NFC. And those are the third shortest odds. Lions have longer odds. Rams, Bucks have longer odds. Why do you suppose that is, even though all of our eyeballs agree with yours, that the Eagles are almost giving up? Yeah, two two reasons. One, people will always be enamored with that roster. I mean, this is a roster that was the best team of football last year from week one until the fourth quarter of the Super Bowl. I mean, they were fantastic last year, and the roster is still there, and you can talk yourself into their star power. But I think the biggest part of it is, who in the NFC do you like better? Like, I, it's rare to go into it. Like, this 49ers team is really, really good. But they don't seem like the 85 Bears or anything, right, where you're just like there's they're so unbeatable themselves. But you look at the rest of the NFC, and who are you talking yourself into? If I I don't see any of these teams beating the 49ers. And I, it sounds stupid to say that before the playoffs even start, but I can't talk myself into any of those other teams on your list right there. None of them. Do, do I really think the Detroit Lions are winning in San Francisco? Do I think the Dallas Cowboys, who are awful on the road, are winning in San Francisco? I can't talk myself into it. Definitely can't talk myself into the Eagles being that team. So I sit here, and this is the rare season where – I. What about know, the Rams? Gotta, maybe the Rams. The Rams maybe. Because, because they're so familiar and, and Stafford's playing at such a high level. Maybe that's your best option. If you're trying to long shot, you, yeah. you might be right, Joe. It, it might be L.A. But truly, when I look at – when you take stock of who are your Super Bowl contenders right now, I can only come up with really three teams. Like, and that's weird to say at this point in the year, but who else would it be? It's the Bills, it's the Ravens, it's the 49ers, and anything else would be an upset to me. Did, uh, did Jim Harbaugh's tenure at Michigan end last night? I don't think so. I think – can I, I oh. put on uh, my, my Wisconsin alum hat real quick and get, get <laughs> yeah. Michigan? I think that Michigan – I think that the head coach at Michigan loves the attention. He's a, an unusual guy. And I think mm-hmm. we're going to be sitting here 15 years from now being like, oh, Jim Harbaugh's throwing his hat back into the NFL ring and everybody's going to get fooled by this again. I believe he likes Like Cower? Like Cower like every yes, year? Yes, every year. <laughs> Gruden. Gruden was the thing too. You know, like, you remember that. Mm, yeah. We're just mm-hmm. going down this road now with Jim Harbaugh where it's going to be as somebody who has to write about this all the time. I just roll my eyes and I'm like, oh, we're doing this again. Jim Harbaugh's agent is awesome at getting his name in the headlines and keeping him in the cycle. He has, he, I don't think he's ever going to leave Michigan, ever. Like, I truly believe that. I, I believe he's going to retire as Michigan's coach, and we're going to talk about this, and I, I say this only half kidding. We're going to talk about this every year for, like, the next 20 years until he retires. <laughs> oh, no. Right. Think about all the money he's going to get that way. I know, you just the, the raises and you get attention. And, oh, boy. Man, why couldn't Washington have won last night? Come on. on. (laughs) I know. I know. West Coast sadness over here. Frank Schwab of Yahoo Sports, thank you so much for your time. We appreciate it. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, there are a lot of great playoff futures that we can capitalize on right now, and we will share our favorites draft style right here on the BetQL Network. We'll be right back with BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. This is a second and nine for Philadelphia. Play fake. Well timed. A.J. Brown coughs up the football. 
Giants have it with McFadden. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM from BetQL. Have the Eagles become dysfunctional? Frank Schwab certainly says so, and that will be mighty interesting as far as uh, watching that storyline Monday against the Buccaneers. Though That is going to be a hard game to bet on, won't it? Welcome back to BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, Aaron Hawksworth here with you. In case you missed our conversation with Frank Schwab, please make sure to check out our podcast wherever you podcast. But now it's time to talk about playoff futures, and we will share some of our favorites draft style so ed joe aaron paul and jake will do this in a snake draft format where we will share our favorite playoff futures that we want to bet on and uh somehow i got pick number one overall so let's go ahead and start and i will begin with one i know someone has on their list but i'll go ahead and give it anyway because i'm drafting number one Christian McCaffrey, Super Bowl MVP at 10 to 1. The 49ers could very well win this whole thing. And look, four of the last 10 Super Bowl MVPs were not quarterbacks. Yes, they weren't running backs at all either. But hey, look, if regular season MVP is supposed to be a quarterback award, well, Super Bowl MVP can be that opportunity for a non-quarterback to take that honor. And if voters think Christian McCaffrey is the best offensive player for the 49ers anyway, and they win the Super Bowl, then there's some massive value at 10 to 1 for McCaffrey to take that honor. Now, Joe, you are drafting number two overall. So what do you have? Oh, okay. Okay. I wasn't even thinking about that. I was just thinking uh, Super Bowl, but it's an interesting angle to, to go with that. Well, I'm going to – all right, I'll take some value off the board early on, and I'm going to take uh, take the Rams off the board because I think they're going to win this weekend. And if there's one team that has a chance of going to San Francisco and winning, I know about the history, all that stuff, uh, I'll go with uh, McVay and the Rams. You could still find them at 50-1. to 1. Wow. Dang. All right. Hmm. 51. I don't think I can top that. My, my futures were a bit shorter. All right. I will go kind of along Baltimore similar lines. San Francisco. <laughs> right? Uh, Ed. Which one? Uh, okay. Ed, I'm going along these lines here. Brock Purdy most passing yards in the playoffs plus 450. Um, There's really not a lot of value on Niners anywhere. But if you look at what the quarterbacks did in the regular season, the only one that I could see, well, obviously I'm going to scratch Dak off. It's not going to be Tua or Jared Goff. Could be Josh Allen, but give me Brock Purdy. There you go. Uh, I believe, Paul, you are up next. Yeah, I knew Joe was going to take my pick with the Rams. Um, Yeah? So, yeah. I can't – like, I know you guys are all over the Browns at 33. Like, that could definitely make sense. Um, I guess – I don't really even like this pick, but when are you ever getting this kind of value on this team? I guess I got to take the Chiefs at 9-1. to I mean, wow! Just strictly a numbers play. I I hate Whoa. them. I think they're done. <laughs> but I. But you got them winning this game. Yeah, I'll be on the Dolphins Hopefully. getting more than three for sure. But um, mm-hmm. like I'm looking at like the Lions at a at twenty. 
Uh, but I actually, I like the Rams this week. You know, the Eagles at 13, but, the, you know, the Cowboys, maybe the Cowboys are the bet at plus 750. But, again, we've seen them try and do the San Francisco thing. So give me the Chiefs, regrettably, at 9-1. to one. So you're going to take the Chiefs out the, of the Bills, right? I should probably take the Bills <laughs> at plus 650, actually. Yeah. Yeah, right. I think that makes more sense, to be honest. There's more enthusiasm in your voice uh, going the other direction than the Chiefs. It's yeah, you sick. know what? I do love the Bills in that game. What am I doing? I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I plus six to my, my team. I talked to you into my <laughs> team. And I've also got the, – Joe, it's like I've we reach for the camera, just slap Paul in the face, and now all of a sudden <laughs> yeah. he's coming to his Thank senses. You. Thank you. You didn't even like Also, yeah. I do have Bills-Rams at like 180-1, to 1, so we're definitely cheering for that. Ooh, oh, wee. wow. That is really possible. Yes, it is. That's... At, at 181, I like that bet. I like that play a lot. That's that's delicious. Uh, okay, Jake, it is a snake draft. So, Jake, snake, you get to pick the next two. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm going to double down. I'm going to double dip with the Rams just in different ways. I'm going to steal Paul's idea. I'm going to do finalists, Bills, Rams, 100 to 1. I also like the Rams, oh as like all of us, so how could this possibly go wrong? Famously on this show, when we're all lined, goes super awesome. great. So how could that possibly go wrong? So I'll go Bills, Rams, finalists in the Super Bowl exact matchup, 100 to 1. And then if we all like the Rams, Puka, 30 to 1, receiving leader in the playoffs. I mean, I feel I like a numbers play for as much volume as he gets. If we think the Rams are going to make a run, I like, how does it not? How does it lose? Mm -hmm. So... I'm going to double like down that. on the Rams. Triple down, I guess, kind of. I thought you were going somewhere else. I So it's worth bringing up the question, and I don't know if the answer is yes for a rookie. Can Puka win the Super Bowl MVP? Thought about it. Like, it, if he has that game, Stafford's probably getting that award. But that's it's tough. something that, like, that's really tough. Um, so that it, is not, well, where, not really what I'm looking, but thought I'd ask the question. It's a fair question, but I think the presence of Cooper Cup nullifies yeah. uh, Puka Nakua's opportunities just because, like, for that to work, they have to kind of split the workload. Or Cooper Cup is the one who goes nuts. Like, if, say, you know, Cup isn't working at all or double, triple teaming him and they're expecting the rookie to beat him, maybe that happens, but that's the only path. And I think the, the odds are small there. Yeah, and and Cup got the MVP a couple of years ago, so you're going to pass up Stafford twice. Mm -hmm. I don't know if they're going to do that. Right. It's the it's Steph tough. Curry kind of perspective. At some point, you have yeah. to give your flowers to the quarterback. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So speaking of, I think there's a path for the flowers to go to someone else other than the quarterback for the AFC favorite. Will he be back is the question. I think all signs are pointing to yes. And it would certainly be a hell of a narrative. Is it worth a flyer on Mark Andrews, Super Bowl MVP, at 150 to 1? Oh, man. So he's not. Wow. There is a chance <laughs> that Absolutely he returns? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no? Aaron's uh, splash of cold water on that idea. I think it's a. <laughs> Cool number, but yeah, it's not gonna cool happen. Cool story, yeah. 
ankle story, bro. See, out since week 11, fractured fibula, high ankle sprain. Reach uh, the athletics data says he'll reach optimal recovery before Baltimore's first game. So it's kind of what an kind, unknown. But What kind of put, game put does like he have to put together to, to win it over Lamar after Lamar wins a regular season MVP? Yeah, but doesn't that help your case? Hey, we gave Lamar credit, regrettably. Like, we didn't even want to give Lamar the MVP, but we did. Yeah. So maybe we give the credit mm-hmm. somewhere else. You know how many tight ends have won the MVPs? Zero or one. Zero. <laughs> yeah. First time for I mean, I, I think at some point that breaks through. I, I mean, I have to think, you know, because, you know, the era of tight end where they are more pass catchers and thus they're in the spotlight, at some point that will end. But will it happen with someone who might be a better comeback story than an elite story in and of itself? Not to mention Lamar Jackson is kind of what's making this offense go to begin with. I, I could not. Do we okay. ever you see know what? I suck mobile quarterbacks win the Super Bowl <laughs> and get passed up for the MVP? We haven't seen a lot of mobile quarterbacks win, I guess. But that's another interesting right. angle because you're going to have rushing yards with Lamar. Right. That's fair. Yeah. All right. Well, I said I wasn't going to do this, so instead I'll do go. this. Uh, so yes. give me the Cowboys a plus 750. Oh, great. Yay! Hmm. <laughs> 1993 Remember, all over Paul again. had a Cowboys jersey as a kid. See? Oh, that's, that's all I got to say to that. Troy Go ahead, Aaron. Aikman. <laughs> Man, if you're going to do that, then oh, this is this is even Stress worse. Oh, Lord. Tex- yeah. Texans to win the AFC at 25 to 1. Oh, Let's go. go. Wow. <laughs> yeah, just go all the way. Might as well if they make it the F bar. Man, fine. I'll do it. Give me the Browns, thirty-three to one. Yeah. We're going heads up, Aaron. I'm leaving that for you. Jeez. Yes. Yeah. Got Rams and the Browns. I'm feeling so conservative with my picks here. <laughs> it's, it's interesting. Okay, uh, we had uh, Frank Schwab on in the last segment, and he feels like that there are really only three contenders for the Super Bowl, the Ravens, the 49ers, and the Bills. If you believe that logic, then what I want to believe is that receiving, rushing, passing, the Bills might have that extra data point. And if so, they're probably value in those markets for those individual players to go nuts as far as yardage is concerned. So give me Stefan Diggs to finish as the playoff receiving leader at 11 to 1. Diggs finished the regular season sixth highest team target share at 29%, 15th and team air yard share at more than 35%. That extra data point may be the reason why Diggs uh, gets this honor. And I, I got to, I guess, show a little bit of uh, Cowboys homerism. So uh, maybe the Cowboys get that extra data point. And if so, Dak Prescott will absolutely finish as the passing leader at three to one even when they are up big against teams which they could be against the Packers they still sling it sling it and sling it some more uh three to one's not a great payout but even if the the Cowboys don't make the Super Bowl he may have so many passing yards that he can still take this honor so give me Prescott as the passing leader Joe man that's gonna be tough with only one playoff game for Dak all right last pick (laughs) (laughs) subtle very how do I, subtle. How do I 
<laughs> How do I get a Bills bet in? Because I've got to get a Bills bet, and there's not. Oh, you're gonna take my other one? Really? No, you're doing this. I don't again? know. Yeah. I don't know what your other one is. <laughs> I, 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 too. I don't think I'm gonna take yeah. your other one. I think I'm going somewhere. Man, this, this is a Paul Aspen bet, though. Uh, my Bills bet will be James Cook Super Bowl MVP for 150 to one. Mm. I've been leaning on that run game a lot. Yeah, obviously Mm -hmm. it's most likely going to be Josh Allen if they win the Super Bowl. But what if it's a Cook game where he can't be denied? So I'll go there. All right. Speaking of Cook, I cook something up here. What if something happens to to Trent Williams? We've seen when the Niners aren't 100%. So I'm going to go Ravens to beat the Rams in the Super Bowl at 70 to 1. Look at that. Ravens. Yeah. Look at that. All right. Ravens over By the way, the, uh, Stefan Diggs to be Super Bowl MVP is 80 to 1 at BetMGM, if anybody wants no. to back that. Not nope. even with I your money. I thought they hated Diggs. Nope. Yeah. Not for a second. <laughs> Is there a bunch of dysfunction today. out there or something? Absolutely <laughs> not. Knives out in the building. <laughs> Whose money did Jake spend? Not, 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 not even, even with Ed's money. Not even with anybody's money here. <laughs> oh, so it's not exclusively to my money, but yeah. Yeah, no, nobody else's. You couldn't pay me to make that bet. Fair enough. <laughs> so what do you think I, about it? I don't it? want to... Re- <laughs> Yes, what are your thoughts? I kind of like want it? to replace my Cowboys bet, but I guess it's locked in. Oh, come but on, I will Paul. go. This is shocker. I know. Immediate Make regret. No way. You're kidding. Buddy. Yeah. So, Chiefs, <laughs> Cowboys. What other silliness we got? No. Yeah. yeah right. so, okay. This is the one I thought Joe was going to take. It's a lot Josh of Allen. I think I bet it last year at seventy-five to one. Josh Allen most rushing yards in the playoffs at sixty-five. Oh, that's to a one. good one. I like that one. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I see like what I, you did it there. It hurts that they're going to Cook more and more often, but he's still going to get a good amount. And if Cook doesn't go nuts, maybe they're neck and neck. Josh Allen makes, breaks a couple extra ones. And obviously, this is a Bill Super Bowl bet. Oh, I'm I'm making this wager 100%. Yeah. Hmm. Nicely done. Jake? Redemption. Uh, I assume this is just going to be one instead of two for me, right? Because then we'd all be even if I just do one. Do right? whatever you want. Do one. We don't do one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, one. I'm going to do this as a total Paul Aspen bet, and it's really gross. But I'm going to. I don't want to take the short number with the Niners. Obviously, I want to back up somebody. Two hundred to one. Fred Warner Super Bowl MVP. Go defensive. Oh my god. <laughs> About it. <laughs> Listen, it would be would have to obviously be crazy, but like middle of the defense makes you a couple interceptions would have to be middle insane the, at the number. He's a guy at the number at two hundred to one, and it's only because I couldn't find Hufunga. So yeah, not even with Ed's money. He's not. He's not no, losing. Yeah, yeah, not His even with my money. Hey, terrible. I better tweet me to Kimes. Maybe she'll get it listed. If the offense does nothing, or to Aaron's point, if something happens to Trent Williams and Brock doesn't play well, and Warner has a, a sack, an interception, and a million tackles like he always Dude. does, at the number, there's yeah. a path. Hey, there's Jake, I don't know. How many times did you say the word if in your explanation? I did, I, I did many... say it was an Aspen bet. <laughs> they're, 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 let's get that if count. Get to the word count. Good we'll number. be good. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, Hashtag trend bet. or truth right here on the BetQL Network. <laughs> 
We'll be right back with BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL <laughs> Network. Trends are everywhere. 89% have the bets at the under. So is it just a trend? You could try to zig when everyone else is zagging and go the other way on some of these. Or is there some truth behind those numbers? They're going to play the Chiefs. They're going to play the Chargers. Eagles. This schedule's brutal. It's time to find out. It's trend or truth on BetQL Daily. Presented by BetMGM. You know what you guys could do? You could zig when everyone else is zacking. <laughs> I'd like to hear Welcome Joe back to say Al- brutal. <laughs> back to Al- brutal. brutal. Go falsetto. Welcome back to Make You All Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, the zigging Aaron Hawksworth here with you. We will get to Trend or Truth in just a bit, but first we have some BetMGM insights to share with you concerning how the public is betting on Super Wild Card Weekend. In terms of the most bet on games, the Rams, Lions, Revenge Factor, that's number one. But number two is interesting, the Browns and the Texans. This matters because the Browns happen to be the most bet on team at minus two and a half, and they are the most bet on in terms of handle at minus two and a half. And most uh, bets that are going over the 44 and a half is in the Browns-Texans game. So what does that mean in terms of the public loving the Browns so gosh darn much, Joe? Uh, is it Flacco love? I don't know. Is it just the better team? Is it? I think there's a lot of stuff that's piling up that, that this is how we're getting here. The team that doesn't have much experience. And the number, where they put the number. Is it one of the most public bets if it's three? You know, like they, they made it shy of right. a field goal. And I wonder if it would be as popular as it has been if it was initially put at three instead of uh, inside of a field goal where it was, you know, two two for a night. And then uh, it's been two and a half since. And now it's three at a lot of spots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm thinking that it's the Browns defense, the quarterback with more experience. I'm I'm just going to say it's got to be those two things is what has don't laugh. Are you going to make a joke? I see it in your yeah. eyes, Joe. I was just going to ask you, since everybody's zigging, are you going to be zagging on this game? <laughs> on the Texans? Well, yeah. like I said earlier, I already have Texans futures and Browns futures. So, yeah, I don't know if I'll be there playing you go. this game. <laughs> Nice. Okay, trend or truth time. Uh, so here's one that I found that I wanted to, to share with the group, and it involves the weather because we have two weather games. And here's one that I find interesting. When it comes to the Dolphins-Chiefs affair, uh, which could have a wind chill of zero degrees, the Miami Dolphins have lost their last 10 games when the temperature at kickoff is less than 40 degrees. So is this a trend or a truth? Man. Can you repeat that one more time? What the Dolphins so, have lost their last ten yeah. games when temperature at kickoff is under forty degrees. Under 40 wow! Degrees. Yeah, they are a warm weather team. Is this team built to win in cold weather? No, 
It is not. No. <laughs> nope. Not not even a little bit. And some people would say, you know, to his arm is not good for cold weather. And and they're at their best when their receivers are 100% healthy and they're able to to move the ball through the air. And, man, like, yes, they do have a strong run game. We get that. But part of the reason the strong, strong run game happens is because of the aerial attack. So, yeah, yeah this is this is kind of truth. It's a warm-weather team. It's the way they're built. So, yeah, I understand why I think it's going to be 11 in a row. Yeah, I'm going to say truth, too. I mean, how do you even prepare for something like that? <laughs> even just going to some of these cold-weather cities, if you're not used to it, it could be so jarring. There's just real, no real way to get yourself ready for that. So I'm going to say truth. I'm going to go with truth as well, more for the matchup here than it is anything about Miami. Because I think this Chiefs offense, as conservative as it is, throwing behind the line of scrimmage, throwing less than 10 air yards seemingly every time, going to your tight end a lot, even though he's legit. I think that even if, say, Travis Kelsey were average, they'd still target him a lot. I think this Chiefs offense is built for cold weather, and they should be able to handle these conditions much more readily than the Dolphins, who like to air it out to Tyreek kill a good bit you're not gonna be able to do that in these conditions especially a night game out at arrowhead so yeah i think this is truth specifically for this matchup so joe what do you have in terms of a trend that might be a truth i thought this is pretty interesting to remind people of what happened last year and we've talked a little bit about it i've heard others talk about it it's going to be talked about a whole lot more by the time we get to kick off on saturday um and we just kind of hinted at it in that with that uh houston Cleveland point spread. Now, it first time quarterbacks in the playoffs. They are a popular fade. It's probably what's happening uh, with that Houston Cleveland number. But um, let's. So it's, I think the number's like at thirty eight percent right now. ATS mm-hmm. the first time quarterbacks. If you go to last year though, before last year's wild card, it was at twenty nine percent, fourteen thirty five and one ATS. Why? Because these first-time quarterbacks in the playoffs that a lot of people were fading did very well. Daniel Jones won outright at Minnesota. You had Tyler Huntley covering. You had Skylar Thompson covering the point spread. So just last year in the wild card matchups, we had three examples of first-time quarterbacks getting it done in the wild card. So do we want to go with the larger sample? Uh, Let's just say uh, for fading quarterbacks in the playoffs, for the first time, the numbers still say it's profitable, even though it kind of changed last year. Trend or truth fading first time QBs? I might say truth here. I just think truth. that once you get to this level, it's tough. There's There are going to be some rare, exceptional quarterbacks, and maybe CJ Stroud is one of them, but... I would say overall, this is truth. I'm going trend here because I think the market, more than anything else, understands how first-year quarterbacks perform in the playoffs. And I think in terms of coaching, that has gotten a lot better. In terms of finding just the right matchup, that's gotten a lot better. Like, we... I. I got to believe all of us agree that Joe Flacco is going to have a bad game in him. The question is, will this Browns defense overcome that and still be able to win a ball game that way? 
well, what if Joe Flacco's bad game is the first one against the Texans? Now, this is not a pass defense that that naturally concerns me here. But if Flacco does have that bad game, absolutely the Texans can win. That's why the number is about right at two and a half. Now, if it gets to three, Mm -hmm. then, you know, you adjust accordingly. But I think this is more of a trend than anything else. I think this is a popular thing that ultimately we have reacted to and is going to cease to be something that you can capitalize on in terms of some sort of trend that, you know, not everybody knows about. Can I say truth for this specific circumstance? Because you are like CJ Stroud looked good at times during that Colts game. Mm-hmm. That first pass, awesome, won the game. In between, not the best. Mm-hmm. And there's still like the lingering concussion um, against this Browns defense. I think in this situation, it's probably truth. I would have liked to see like midseason cooking C.J. Stroud against, I don't know, maybe just like not, against this defense, it would still be tough. Um, I think in this situation, it's probably truth. Like more than three, I'll have to consider the Texans, but yeah. I'm going to, it's a bad match. I'm going to, I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with trend. Uh, and I'm trying not to overreact to what we saw last year, but those were some very poor quarterbacks that ended up covering. Um, mm-hmm. And Stroud is not a guy that strikes me as the moment being too big for him. And I think that's what we do. We do see it a lot in this large sample size that we had when it was 35, 14 and one the other way. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm going to say trend because yeah. I, I think quarterbacks that we see, young quarterbacks that we see now more and more, and for the most part, those that are going to fit into this moving forward are young quarterbacks. They ain't scared, you know, like some of these other quarterbacks that we've seen in the past. And uh, Stroud, I don't, I don't think is at all. Yeah, I definitely agree sure. with that part. Sure. But I think Stroud is built different than some other rookies. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Some of them, yeah. Yeah, absolutely some of them. But, you know, it is funny with, like, Skylar Thompson. Like, Mike McDaniel made Skylar Thompson serviceable enough to nearly upset the Bills. And maybe that's, like, the one concern that I have about the Dolphins in this Mm -hmm. playoff matchup. Like, it's so easy to fade them, but I'm like, good grief. Like, we faded the Dolphins at the end of last year, and they nearly shocked the world. Like, could that happen again? I don't know. It's hard. So I have Sorry. one, but I don't. Does anyone know how Road Dogs did ATS last year in the Wild Card Weekend? Because I found um, something that would apply for trend or truth, but it was dating before last season, where Road Dogs did very well ATS, even if the home team did win outright. But I'm wondering what we think about something like that this year. Could the Road, Road Dogs be barking ATS? Road do- so Seattle last year in the wild card round did not come close. They were a heavy mm-hmm. road dog. Uh, who else? The Cowboys. Uh, Miami. Miami covered. They covered. Giants. Yeah. Giants won. Miami covered. Um, Baltimore covered. Road dogs did excellent last year. Okay, so mm-hmm. I think going back like five years, there was a couple years where the road dogs ATS. Um, 
they all it was eight no or whatever so two years in a row mm-hmm. so i'm wondering if now like we got the rams plus three and a half packers Steelers, um it, and then the dolphins you know is this a situation where maybe we want to consider some road dogs I, I wouldn't yes. because of some of the ones trend. you just mentioned for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. don't know if I would because of the trend, but yeah, there are some, some interesting spots. There's one I really like. So I'll consider some, but not so much because of the trend. It's just the matchup. Yeah. I don't know if like, because it's wild card weekend, that intrinsically means that road teams can play better because you're taking out the one seeds and previously two seeds. In in that respect, it's more of a trend to me, but I would not be surprised if I'm going to bet at least like one or two road dogs to cover and maybe even a little on the money line. Like I could definitely see myself doing that a couple times. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, Sammy P has the latest on the future of the New England Patriots, plus his favorite wild card plays, and maybe we will even get a glimpse into next year's college football playoff. That's coming up on the BetQL Network.